right, what do you want to know? Well, since you are one of the biggest movie buffs, yeah, not so much anymore. Yeah. Why? What happened? I don't go to as many. I don't like a lot of the subject matter. Oh. I, I it's just I like I like real things better. Like documentaries, you mean? Yeah, I liked uh, my favorites this year were um, The Big Short and Spotlight. I love Spotlight. I do too. It was fabulous, and that's what newspapers are supposed to do. It reminded me of. Um, the Watergate when the Washington Post did it, oh. and when you looked at the uh, the building and the uh, the inside of the building, it looked just like the New York Times and the Hartford Current. And oh, I love newspapers, and that's their that's what they're supposed to do: investigate and get it to the public. What kind of topics did you investigate when you worked at the Hartford Current? Oh, I invite, are you kidding? <laughs> I investigated little stores. Are you kidding? Selling little doodads. <laughs> <laughs> what was the section that you that you wrote for? Feminine topics. Hey, yum's the word. Haven't you heard? The yum's the word. It was started by a bird. My name is Robin. And her hair has lots of curls. Actually, I blow it out a lot. Two stories, some awkward. Like wetting the bed next to your boyfriend. Pretty funny. Like your boss tickling your side boob. So welcome all you nerds. And cool people too. This is for everyone. Except kids. Yum's the word. Hey everybody, welcome to Yum's the Word. I'm Robin Gelfenbein and the Oscars are this weekend. So today we are talking about movies. You know, I love the movies, but... I fall asleep with them all the time. I am the worst. I can't I can't sit through like more than like 10 minutes at home. I'll fall asleep. And then when I'm in a dark theater, I completely get knocked out. Uh, it's really hard for me to stay awake. And the worst was when I went to this um, comedy film festival several years ago. And as usual, I completely like nodded off. It was for, I, not, I don't know if it was the premiere of What Had American Summer, but it was certainly one of the first screenings of it. And at the end, after I took my hour and a half long nap, um, they did a Q&A with the director and the cast. And it turned out they were all sitting next to me. <laughs> And I had to, like, get up for them to get out of the row. And I was like, oh, my God, I am mortified, especially when I actually finally saw the movie and I saw truly how good it was. So do not invite me to the movies. I will not be a good date. All right. So we asked you guys to submit your Oscars 2016 dessert puns, and we got some awesome submissions. But we could only choose one. And that one is Carrie Doherty's. Michael Fast Blended Mochaccino. Well done, Carrie. We loved it. Now, as you know, the Oscars are coming up, so I talked to Auntie about movies because Auntie loves movies. Auntie, do you remember the first movie you ever saw? The first movie I ever saw, I think it was Pinocchio. Oh. Oh, God, I had to be about five to six years old. I never told a lie after that, though. (laughs) <laughs> my nose would really get big. And then when she was a teenager... We go to the afternoon show. First there was a newsreel. They don't do that anymore. It's wonderful. And uh, there were no ads. And what was on the newsreel? They showed news? It was it would be like the six, 6 o'clock news. Really? Yeah, newsreels were very big. I mean, you have to realize I'm going back to the 50s. 
And yeah. newsreels, yes, it would be the news of the world of the day. We, of course, had to talk about her favorite Oscars host, Billy Crystal. I'm looking at the pictures of the different hosts, and they yeah. had a picture of Billy Crystal, and he's got the mask on his face from Silence of the Lambs. Oh, that movie was horrible. Oh, my gosh, really? I thought that oh. was great. It's just intense. Oh, I go by subject matter, I guess. I thought it was awful. And then we chatted about some of her favorite movies. Here's another one I loved. Oh, my word. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Deborah Carr. I love- oh, I'll tell you. Oh, wish you're going to meet him in the Empire State Building. Cary Grant and Deborah Carr. And then she gets run over by a car and she's paralyzed. Oh. Wait, what movie is it? I, that, I do. I can't. Robin, I could probably talk about this forever, but I had to look at this book to really get myself familiarized. Oh, my word of honor, I'm telling you. Do tell, Auntie. Oh, Robin, this, could, this conversation could go on forever. I'll be up all night now. <laughs> Guess who's coming to dinner with Sidney Poitier? Oh, my God, that movie was wonderful. I never saw but these, I'm go- Oh, my God, Robin. You see, I'm going backwards. Movies today not, are not as good. Uh, there are some that are really good, but not as many as we had in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. They just mm-hmm. aren't. They just aren't. Robin, we could go on forever. We certainly could, and it felt like we did. We'll get to Auntie's thoughts on this year's Academy Awards a little bit later in the episode, but first we have Trisha Alexandro. Trish recently starred in The Search for Signs of Intelligent Life in the Universe, a role that Lily Tomlin originated on Broadway. This is her story about two girls from Queens trying to get into the Golden Globes in 1997. So I'm a native New Yorker, but after college I decided to move to L.A. to uh, pursue a career in acting. And uh, after joining a cult and getting run over by a car, I decided to go back to New York. I had enough. And so uh, my sister, who was at Boston University at the time, called me and she said, would you like help you know, packing up before you move back to New York? And I said, yes, thanks. So she took a uh, flight over to LA, and uh, I quickly realized that she had an ulterior motive that the uh, Golden Globe Awards were that weekend, and it was the year of Goodwill Hunting with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and both of us were just rabid fans. We'd seen the movie like five times in the theater. We loved the story, like the fact that they wrote the screenplay, and like we just thought that was going to be our lives. So, um, so we were determined, or she was determined, <laughs> to meet the two of them. I'm much more of a rule abider, so when she told me this, I was like, she said, we're going to sneak into the Golden Globe and we are going to meet Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> so I said, you know what, I have to pack. If you want to find out where they are and all that stuff, like, I'll go along with it. So, you know, this was pre-internet and somehow my sister found out that they're at the Beverly Hilton and she got a room for the night at the Hilton because she thought, they're not going to let us on the premises without a room. So, yeah, she's crazy. So, um, we got dressed in our finest, which is, we're from Queens, so that meant palazzo pants with like a cigarette bowl. And I'm staying on the other one, but it was on the back, so you can just tell. 
bright red lipstick, which hasn't changed. Um, big hair, which hasn't really changed. And um, I don't know if you remember, like 1998, but those little backpacks were really stuff. <laughs> and neither of us knew how to drive, so we took two buses to the Beverly Hilton. And sure enough, when, they, when the buses let out, there was paparazzi and security everywhere. And they said, I'm sorry, ladies, you're not allowed on the premises. And, and she said, no, no, we have a room. And they said, oh, right this way. So we get to the front desk, and the woman said, you've got a single. If you want your sister to stay with you, you have to pay another $150. And she said, no problem. And she puts her American Express card on the counter. Now, you know, she's a college student. She doesn't have a pot to piss, and I don't have any money. I'm like, Amy, what are you doing? She said, we're going to meet Matt and Ben. <laughs> so now we upgrade to this room. It's got this bed bigger than anything I've ever seen in my life. We get up to the room and we're like jumping on the bed like pretty woman. And we're so excited that I meet Matt and Ben. And she said, you know what? We don't even need to get into the Golden Globes. We need to get into the Miramax after party. Because Miramaxes are the ones that the least good will hunting. So she figured Matt, Ben, all those guys are going to be at the after party. So even before we get to the room at the front desk, she says, you know what, we were invited to the Miramax after party, but we never got our tickets. And we just, <laughs> <laughs> we need to discuss this. I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to stay quiet. So the woman behind the desk is talking to my sister as if she, like she's somebody, you know, and she's like, oh, well, the party is going to be in the Whittier room, which is in this building around the corner. Maybe if you go to the Whittier room, they'll have tickets there. I don't have any here. So Amy says, thank you. And now we know where the party is. So we stake out the Whittier room, and we you know, sort of make a mental note for later. We go up to our room. We watch the Golden Globes in our hotel room, eating peanuts, and then win the screenplay. And we're screaming, you know, so excited. This is just icing on the cake. We uh, get ready now because the, the ceremony is over, and Amy says, let's not take the elevator down, let's walk down the stairs because the elevator is going to let out into security. I'm like, fuck. So 14 flights later, <laughs> she was totally right because you can see the elevator bank on the first floor, and there's security everywhere. Whereas we let out, and we open the door, and there's nobody, and the Whittier room is like 10 feet away, and there's a velvet rope and a blonde guy with a list of names. Walks right up to him, and again, we have not discussed any plans. So I'm just kind of behind her, like, <laughs> okay. And she says um, to the blonde guy, Hi, our name is on our list, on the list, but we never got our tickets. And he said, Oh, okay, what's your last name? And she gives our real last name, Alexandro. And then she looks over his shoulder, and there's an Alexandrova and an Alexandrakis. And uh, he said, I'm sorry, your name's not on the list. So she said, is Cole Hauser here? He can vouch for us. Now, Cole Hauser is one of the actors in Good Will Hunting. We <laughs> <laughs> did not know him. <laughs> and he's like, Cole's not here yet. If you'd like to stand over to the side, we can wait for him to come, but I can't let you in the party. And she's like, okay. <laughs> you know, so we step over to the side, and she's like, come on, plan B. So we like start walking on, and meanwhile, it's just this procession of everybody going up this like, this red ramp. So it's you know the cast of ER, which was like George Clooney at the time, um, the cast of Friends, which was Jennifer Aniston at the time, or all the time. Um, <laughs> um, then like Ben Affleck. Like, 
comes up with Gwyneth Paltrow, who he was dating, and Matt Damon comes up the path with um, Winona Ryder, who he was dating, and we're just like drunk now. We're like, we have to get in this party, you know? So then Casey Affleck comes, and you know, because we had seen the movie so many times, we love Casey just as much as we love him. <laughs> and nobody seemed to know him. So there are, you know, people like screaming for everybody else, but they kind of fall silent when Casey comes by. And he's walking with a male friend of his, who we don't recognize, and they walk into the party. And, you know, he's from here to here. We could have been like, Casey, and he would have heard us. Instead, we're like, Casey! We totally startled the guy, because we're the only one screaming. <laughs> And then he goes to the party, and then Amy's like, oh, we, that was our chance. We should have totally asked <laughs> two sad guys. We should have just been like, can you take us into the party? We didn't think of it, whatever. So we keep like, walking around the area, kind of trying to think of ideas. We come back to the front door, and now it's a blonde woman with the list of names. And Amy's like, score. So we go up to the woman, and Amy says, our name is on the list, but we don't have our tickets. And the woman says, it's not on the list. I saw you here 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> and Amy's just staring her down. Like, let's do this bitch, you know? <laughs> and she said, you know what? I washed my hands of you. Go ahead in. There's a second checkpoint. If you can get past the second checkpoint, you're in. And then she kind of smirks at her friend next to her, like, it'll never happen. And my sister's like, thank you. And we go in, like run to the second checkpoint with the blonde guy. So we do a quick like feline over to the left and go into the bathroom, which is right next to him. And we're like, oh crap, oh crap, how do we get past the blonde guy? What do we do? What do we do? So in the meantime, the whole bathroom is swarmed with these girls who look like they're 14 years old, but they're wearing dresses that are worth more than my life. Like crimping in the mirror. And my sister says to them, in her palazzo pants. How do you get in the party? We don't have tickets and we want to get in. And the girl's like, my dad is a member of the farming press. I can get you in. <laughs> she takes us to this entrance we hadn't even seen. It's off to the left. There's nobody standing there. We walk right in. We're like doing a dance. And then we realize we're in the wrong party. It's a Titanic party. <laughs> right there, Kate Winslet, she was married to the director, she was like putting a cigarette out in a pot of plants, she was like this to us, wrong party. We stayed for like five minutes and then we walked out, we're like, but this is not what we're here for. not the reason why we came. So we walk out and now we see there's a brunette guy with the list. So this is our chance, he's at the second checkpoint. We walk up to the brunette guy, Amy says the same thing. We don't have tickets, our name is on the list. He says, what's your name? She says, Alexandrakis. He said, it's right here, let me get you some tickets. He called over the blonde guy. two tickets. The blonde guy doesn't look up at first. He's just getting the tickets out and then he looks and we make eye contact and he says, wait a second, is it for these girls? They're not on the list. With that, my sister just runs into the party. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck. I just run into the party and the two of us make a beeline for there's a huge bar in the middle and my sister says, get a drink. If you have a drink, they can't throw you out. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm not thinking in front of 
front of me like it's a force field. <laughs> they didn't come in. They must have been like, oh, forget it. Girls from Queens. So they, they didn't come in. So we were there. We're in the party, and there's like Minnie Driver at the bar, and then Ben Affleck is in a banquet with Gwyneth Paltrow, Jessica Lange, and we're just like, oh my god. And it's like Sesame Street, like which one of these people doesn't belong? Because everybody looks like amazing in their couture, and then it's my sister and me like. <laughs> Uh, we're waiting online. There's a like a line to say hi to Matt Damon because he's won the Golden Globe for best screenplay. There wasn't really a line for Ben Affleck. Um, and so we're waiting on this line to say hi to Matt, and we're talking, my sister and I, and we're saying, how can we differentiate ourselves from everybody else? Because everybody's like, you're so great. That was awesome. We loved the movie. I'm like, what can we say? You know. So while we're having this discussion, this guy comes over and taps us on the shoulder, and he said, hi, are you two the friends of Casey Affleck? And we recognized him as the guy that had gone into the party with Casey. And we're like, uh, no, we're not his friend. We just love him, you know. So he said, I went to high school with him. Would you like to meet him? So we're like, yes, please. Um, and we didn't quite get it at first, but this guy is basically hitting on us and held us hostage for like the next 20 minutes before taking us over to Casey. He was like, this is a prostitute. It's like $2,500 or so. Um, I talk to Gwynny, oh, Gwyneth Paltrow, about once a month, uh, once a week on the phone. Um, you know, just like name dropping and all this stuff. We're just like, take us to your leader. Like, we just want to. <laughs> so finally, he takes us over to Casey, and Casey's like the chillest, like coolest, down to earth guy. Um, and my sister's going to you at the time, and they're from Boston, so they start talking Boston or whatever. And at some point, Casey says, oh, who do you guys know at Miramax? And we're like, yeah, no one. And uh, he said, so who invited you? And we're like, yeah, uh, no, no one. And he said, so how did it? Like, we snuck in. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all over, like the producer of oh like that day. <laughs> and he's like, these girls are from Queens. They snuck in. <laughs> Oh yeah, and we go in. 
went to this party and it's like, you know, Janet Jackson and her entourage, Madonna and her entourage, like Ellen DeGeneres by herself. And it's just amazing, like who's who of everybody. And I just start, you know, drinking white wine because it's just coming on trays and it's free. And I'm like, oh my god, I don't have to pay for it? Okay. And we hadn't really had anything to eat except the peanuts out of our room. So all of a sudden I'm wasted. I had like, I think maybe three glasses of wine and I'm just like, oh, Amy, I think I have to throw up. And she's like, no. These are not the people to get drunk in front of. I'm like, I know. So we go to the bathroom and I do the whole bowl thing and the thing is coming up and we come outside. And, um, you know, Amy's like, we have to, like, let's go, let's try to get you. Like, she's trying to box me out so people can't see that I'm kind of swaying a little bit. And Casey's like, I guess has invited us someplace at this point, but I can't even, you know, I'm not really cognizant of what's going on around me. Um, and I just know that we're outside and there's paparazzi around. And I'm like, I just want to sit down. I just want to sit down. They're like, don't sit down, don't sit down. Oh. I'm like sitting on the curb, between my knees. And then some car pulls up and they like usher me into this car. And my sister's next to me holding my hand. And we're in, turns out, Casey Affleck's agent car, agent's oh car. And it's a BMW with like leather interior. And I start to puke. And there's just throw up all down my shirt, my sister's shirt um, that I borrowed. And down like in my curls, it's just like hanging. My sister's like putting out her hand so I can pee in her Agent is like, what is she doing? <laughs> I inspected that car. I got maybe like a pinky nail's worth of puke in the car. I was really good. I just aimed right at myself. <laughs> and when I got out of the car, we were at Cole Hauser's house. And Casey like ran inside. He got me a sweatshirt, and sweatpants, shampoo, and conditioner. And he was like, don't even worry about it. It happens to all of us. Go take a shower. And I was like, fine. You know, like once you get it out, you feel so good. So I was like, in the shower. <laughs> my sister's like wiping my puke shirt, like you're dead when you get out of the shower. <laughs> and yeah, pretty much it was like Cinderella because I was moving to New York the next day and Amy was going back to BU that the next day. So like four in the morning, we, we got a, um, a cab and we went back to the hotel and got our stuff. I was back in New York the next day. But it turns out Derek, with the Prada handkerchief, liked me a little bit. And so we stayed in touch for a year. And the following year, he invited me to Ben Affleck's for New Year's Eve. And so I said, can I bring my sister? She said, yeah. He said, yes. Um, and we met Matt and Ben, finally. <laughs> Oh, I love that story. You can find Trisha on Facebook at Trisha.Alexandro. So when I spoke to Auntie the other night, we talked about this year's Academy Awards. My favorite movie was Brooklyn, though. No question. Why is that? I didn't I, see it. It was just like an old-fashioned movie, and it had no sex, and it had no violence. It was a sweet, endearing movie. She's up for an award, the girl who played the Irish immigrant. Mm-hmm. And it was just a lovely, delicious movie. It was a pleasure to see something that wasn't violent. Everything on TV and movies is so, so violent. The Winter Bourbon's killing each other. Um, Which movie do you think is going to win Best Picture? Oh, Revenant, probably. I don't see why a movie that nobody wants to go see is going to win anything. Obviously, Auntie has strong feelings about that. 
So we moved on to a lighter topic. I think they should be really embarrassed, the Academy, this year. I really mm-hmm. do. They've got some nerve. How could you not mention black actors and actresses? They're as good as the white actors and actresses. Of course. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. And they have made such, given us such wonderful um, stories to tell. Mm-hmm. I just saw a great play. I hate to change the subject. But she did. And eventually we got back on track and talked about who would win for best actor. Leonardo DiCaprio also has not won one. That's why he's going to get it this year. You think? For, yes, I do. He didn't get it for the Titanic? Nope. Huh. Oh. I'm surprised, too. Yeah. I mean, that was a good movie. But this year, we all know Reverend's going to win. And I don't think a movie that most people didn't want to see should win. It's not mm-hmm. the best movie. Little does she know, I saw The Revenant, and I liked it. Well, the parts I saw, I f- fell asleep. Okay, so if you like what you've been hearing on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Please give us a quick review on iTunes. It'll help boost our ratings, and we would really appreciate it. And while you're at it, be sure to share the show with your friends. All right, great news. Our live show is back, and the next one is March 30th at 7.30 at Le Poisson Rouge. It's a benefit for a great nonprofit here in New York City called She's the First. You can get tickets and details at yumsthewordshow.com. And we would love to hear about your favorite movie, so tweet us during the Oscars and let us know at Yum's Word Show. The stories you just heard were recorded live at Le Poisson Rouge in New York City. The podcast is produced by me, Robin Gelfenbein, and Alex Fulton, who wrote some of the music. And the theme song is by Mark Radcliffe. Special thanks to Vince Fairchild, Michael Cedar, Danny Artis, Megan Deneen, and of course, Auntie. I'm Robin Gelfenbein. Thanks for listening. Hope you get a piece. And until next time. So are you going to be live tweeting the Oscars? I'm going to be what? Live tweeting the Oscars. Me? <laughs> yeah. Me? Yum's the word.